to a new RFM online news for Pickett's Pharmacy, Blackbutt, Hamilton, Lambton, Hamilton South and Brankston. These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Police made an arrest on Tuesday over a fiery crash on the Stockton Bridge in August, which claimed the life of a Tanilba Bay father of two. 57-year-old Joseph Cordner died after his ute erupted in flames in the four-car pile-up. It's alleged the crash was caused by a 46-year-old man driving a Ford Falcon. He was charged with dangerous driving occasioning death. Hunter Valley Police appealed for dash cam footage and witnesses on Tuesday to a hit and run at Glen Ridding near Singleton. Emergency services found the body of a 44-year-old man by the side of Carrington Street just before dawn on Saturday morning. It's believed he'd been hit by a car and died at the scene. Police said they also want to speak to a woman seen driving a silver hatchback who stopped to check on the man before driving off. On Wednesday, it was revealed a nationwide correction in the property market has hit the hunter, with Newcastle house prices falling by 2.2% in the September quarter. It comes after a rise of about 50% in the past five years. Many locals are making the move from houses to units. However, the complexes aren't immune to change, decreasing by 0.2%. Hunter HIA Director Craig Jennian said there's a few factors contributing to the drop. Due to the increased supply that new dwellings have been providing locally over the last two to three years, We've had our largest housing boom in a long time. We've also had some impacts by some investors not so much jumping into the market at the moment due to APRA interventions that have occurred over the last couple of years, as well as all the talk about changes to negative gearing and capital gains tax are certainly deterrents to investors. State Labor on Wednesday announced they'll introduce a bill into Parliament making it easier for firefighters with cancer to access compensation. Studies have shown there is an increased risk for those in the profession to suffer the disease due to their frequent exposure to hazardous chemicals. If passed, the legislation would see a presumption created the cancer was caused by firefighting. Branch Secretary of the Fire Brigade's Union, Jason Morgan, said it would depend on fireys working for a minimum period in the profession. The presumptive legislation for certain cancers is they've got trigger points uh, certain cancers take longer to come in over time from anywhere to 5 to 25 depending on the type of cancer that you get so you've got to be in the service for 5 years before you could get maybe a leukaemia or 25 years for other cancers Police launched investigations on Wednesday into an attempted copper wire theft from Lake Macquarie over the long weekend. Osgrid said someone used a saw to cut through a metal gate and try to remove the live wires from a power pole at Marks Point near the Pacific Highway. Similar incidents have occurred in the LGA throughout the year and the energy provider warned the culprits they're risking their lives. On Wednesday, a Cessnock jail escapee was put back behind bars after almost two weeks on the run. Jake Nunn escaped from a minimum security section of the Correctional Centre on Friday, September 21. However, the 18-year-old didn't venture far with officers arresting him following a public tip-off. He was found hiding in a wardrobe in the bedroom of a home in Scott Street, Cessnock, after he was seen running away from a home in nearby Burnett Street. Just as the light rail is set to be completed in Newcastle's CBD, a new form of transport hit the spotlight on Thursday. Trackless trams are similar to light rail but have rubber wheels and an automated optical guidance system to steer commuters around cities, avoiding costly permanent tracks being laid. Professor Peter Newman of Perth's Curtin University is heading a research project into autonomous rail transport and said it's the way of the future. component is that it guided optically through a satellite so to a millimetre precision so it is actually on a track but you just can't see it so it has the qualities of a light rail but it only costs similar to a bus. 
So it comes out about a tenth of the cost, it's around about $6 million per kilometre. Organisers of the Newcastle 500 race on Thursday said they've got a good reason to move event entertainment to number one sports ground. At last year's 500, Australian superstars Delta Goodrum and Cold Chisel performed over two nights at the foreshore, but this year it's been reduced to just one, with shuttle buses to get attendees to the ground in Newcastle West. Event manager Kurt Sukzuski said the timing and venue change will be good for trade. The side benefits of the relocation of the concert, it'll get more people moving around the city, the streets now being opened up with the light rail works coming to an end. The city is more accessible. There will be shuttle buses. Part of the opening of the road allows more accessibility for vehicles and we will have a bus service that will take people from the race precinct up to the sports ground. But then after the concert, they can catch the bus back down to get the ferry home as well afterwards. On Friday, police renewed their appeal for information into the death of a young woman near Cessnock 25 years ago. 17-year-old Alison Newstead was last seen leaving her home by her parents on Wednesday 6 of October 1993 and was reported missing the following day when she failed to return home. Her body was found a week later at an abandoned colliery at Pelton, about 8 kilometres from Cessnock. Detective Acting Superintendent Chad Gillies said anyone who can assist the investigation should come forward. Back in 1998, a $100,000 reward was announced and that is still current. So I'd hope that that would encourage anyone that is sitting on information or has some information that is relevant to please forward that to Crime Stoppers as a matter of urgency. The residents of three Newcastle boarding houses deemed death traps were evicted from the premises at Mayfield and Carrington. City of Newcastle representatives went through the properties on Thursday, demanding the men take their personal belongings with them. It's understood 20 of about 60 men have been offered a week of emergency accommodation in the city, with the rest left to make their own arrangements. Former councillor and boarding house operator Aaron Buman said he's prepared to make modifications to the sites, but needs more time. I've told council I would do whatever it takes and whatever they want to keep these men off the street and in their home. They gave me 14 days to come up with reports and solutions that were unachievable in the first place. You know, I need another two weeks to get a lot of stuff finalised. I actually thought through the gratitude of keeping men off the street that they'd do that. Police arrested a man over the sexual assault of a boy at Cardiff in 2006. The then 15-year-old was walking home from a party when he was allegedly forced into a toilet block and sexually assaulted on July 30. A 58-year-old man was arrested at Bathurst after police found a DNA match to forensic evidence gathered at the time. And Maitland Pastor said on Friday he's confident a petition to raise the maximum jail sentence for concealing child sex abuse will be submitted to Parliament in the next week. Pastor Bob Cotton has received 13,000 signatures since starting the petition in August and it's hoped the matter will be tabled in Parliament before the end of the year. The petition calls for the maximum jail sentence to be raised from two years to five years in order to send a stronger message to those in positions of power within institutions. Bob Cotton said the church has got blood on its hands. The church has just been so guilty that I really don't think we're ever going to see confidence restored unless the people in all the senior positions who have been involved in the crime of protecting child rapists are removed and charged and imprisoned. And I think that's what it's going to take. Parliamentary Secretary for the Hunter, Scott McDonald, was one of the first to sign the petition and said strengthening the penalties would help stop the spread of abuse. People in authority must be held accountable and held accountable at a serious level for those under their control. And if they don't report, if they fail to report, then they should be held, I think, to the highest level in terms of long imprisonment terms and serious charges brought against them. 
And that's a look at the week that was from 2NURFM Hunter News.